Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome to the Oz Network for another new movie spoiler-free review for a movie that it took the world by storm three weeks ago and has since been forgotten about since we're the last podcast to cover Black Widow, the long-awaited return of the MCU after over, this is crazy, over a two-year layoff from films. They've been filling our eyeballs with television show after television show that i haven't bothered to watch um and now we get the movies the exciting stuff again and uh i don't know how everybody else in this episode is going to feel but i'm actually pleasantly surprised that uh, i enjoyed this more than i thought i would but maybe that was because it's been a two-year layoff who knows but black widow finally it's here scarlett johansson gets her standalone film a couple years after they killed her off tell me how that makes sense i don't know (laughs) Uh, my name is Colin, coming to you live from Budapest, or is it Budapest? Budapest? No, Budapest. 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 Let's say Budapest. Who cares? They're Hungarian. They don't laugh at it. Uh, my name is Ben, and you named a pig after me? <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> I just, I have a sixth sense, you know, just, it's there. Yeah. Here we go. Blackwood, I have no idea how you feel about this. Um, I have to say this is probably the least excited I've been for an MCU film in a long time. And I don't think it even has that much to do with the movie itself. But uh, just going through my opinion here really quickly, if I look at phase three of Marvel films, the first five movies I thought were fantastic. Civil War, Doctor Strange, with Doctor Strange made number one on my rankings. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, which I thought was better than Volume 1. Spider-Man Homecoming, which, you know, was a really solid movie. Thor Ragnarok, which is probably a top five movie. Uh, And then I cooled on it a little bit as we started to get Black Panther, Infinity War, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Captain Marvel, Endgame, which was positive, and Spider-Man Far From Home, which was forgettable. Um, I, I really just sort of, as I was watching Black Widow, I couldn't help but feel like, yeah, you know, Marvel really hasn't blown me away in a long time. Like they've had a lot of just mediocre, not necessarily bad, but just very blah movies. So maybe it was low expectations, but like I enjoyed this a lot more than I thought I would. It's actually crazy when you said it's been two years. It, I mean, Spider-Man Far From Home. Wow. Yeah. I'm still living in New Zealand then. Like that's ridiculous that that's been that amount of time. Um. Yeah, this movie exists. Um, <laughs> it's funny when you said, like, it's been three weeks and it's been forgotten about. I, I think I've forgotten I've watched this movie. Um, like, <laughs> I, I, like, I'm not, I didn't not like it. I just, it's, it's, it's the Romania of Marvel movies. It's there. You, you, you know it's there, but you're not going to remember it's there. I don't know. Like, it's, this is a good film. It's just 
sell this as something else. I, I don't know. It's just, it's odd. I like, I kind of didn't even really go out of my way to see it. I was kind of like, eh, do I really want to see Black Widow? Oh, sure. Like, I kind of wanted to keep my streak alive of, you know, I was a late bloomer to the MCU. I saw Iron Man and kind of missed everything else and then eventually caught up. And the first one I actually saw at the cinemas uh, was, was it Sp- Spider-Man Homecoming? Yeah. Um, and then from everyone then I've seen since. Oh, I saw The Incredible Hulk. Uh, but I mean, does that really count? It does. It was the second movie. So, I mean, outside of that, I've seen everything since Homecoming. So I was a late bloomer and you know, I'm kind of like you, like, I mean, clearly on this podcast, we've, de- we've been more of the DCEU fanboys, which I'm still sad to say, I have not seen the Justice uh, League Snyder Cut. I need oh. to pull my thumb out. I'm so excited for that. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I enjoy a bunch of these films. Ant-Man was my number one. I know we did that sort of little recap episode a few years ago before, uh, all those Avengers ones, remember them? Um, but yeah, like it's just at the end of the day, they're fine. They they don't really do anything super different. They kind of pretty much play them safe, don't they? Like at least the DCEU mm-hmm. try different things. But um, yeah, and this movie kind of just sticks to the formula. It's a standard Marvel movie that <laughs> doesn't really need to exist. Um, I don't know. I like Scarlett Johansson. I like Black Widow. Um, I like Florence Pugue, 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 Pugue. Are we going to yeah. get a name right eventually? Um, I like the Quantum of Solace connections. Um, but outside of that, this movie's there. <laughs> I'll, I'll get into some of my complaints about this movie first, because I will have a lot of good stuff to say. Uh, but my major complaints, what it, what it comes down to is two things. One, this movie has a serious identity crisis. And, uh, we had both heard before seeing the movie about the, the Moonraker connection to this movie, which I got really excited about thinking we were going to have some big elaborate James Bond part of the end of this. But really, it comes down to <laughs> they show Moonraker on a TV screen and <laughs> then part of the climax, you can sort of tie into the opening sequence of Moonraker for about 10 seconds or something. And that's it. Uh, but for me, it's actually how much this emulated some other great spy movies like the first act of this movie, we're talking the first 45 minutes, might as well be a Bourne movie. I mean, the same plot, you know, a spy sort of in hiding with their own people chasing them. Uh, it was very gritty like a Bourne movie. Uh, it was, you know, very much a character under the radar trying to get hair dye. <laughs> we got to set up future movies. Oh, am I going to dye my hair? Am I not going to dye my hair? Uh, and then the second act, it really became a Mission Impossible movie. I, I mean, there's connections to ghost protocol with like a prison breakout sequence, which they took a lot of influence from ghost protocol and that, but even there's like a gadget that works its way into a surprise part of this movie that becomes a major part of this where huge mission impossible vibes. And I, I I've seen a lot of other people comparing this to the mission Impossible franchise. And then the third act becomes your standard Marvel movie. And I think that's where it fails to me. I, I feel like I started out so into this movie for the first 45 minutes and then I'm like, oh, this middle section is pretty good, too. And then the last act, I'm like, if I'm going to forget anything from this movie, it's going to be the whole end. And if they, they found a way to reverse that, if you start out with the weaker, more standard Marvel stuff and then get into the Mission Impossible stuff after that and then get into the Bourne stuff and really end this strong and different, it would stand out a little bit more. So I can understand what you're saying about the Romania of uh, to me, that's Ant-Man and the Wasp. I'm like, yeah, I was fine, but I never remember that movie existed. Uh, with this, I just feel like it was an identity crisis that unfortunately went in the wrong order. The best stuff's all at the front and the most typical formulaic stuff's all at the end. It's quickly, according to Google, it's Florence Pugh. Uh, I'm saying Pugue, 
Perga. Pew. That's what. Florence Woo. How about that? Woo. Um. <laughs> yeah, like. Uh, I, I, I really don't even know how to talk about this movie because it's just. Like, I, I get what you're saying about the sort of the Mission Impossible connections. And again, I've sort of only seen the majority of those once. So I'm obviously not into it as much as you. I was excited for the Moonraker stuff. Um, <laughs> the brief scene. I mean, it's kind of cute that she sort of is quoting at the same time and seemed to have a crush on me. Ha <laughs> um, But why, why did this movie make Moonraker look better? That's interesting. <laughs> um, hmm. Maybe that's what this movie is, exists for. But, it, like, I don't know. I felt maybe the problem is that I feel it. I feel hard. Oh, well, that's a bit rude. Florence is on screen. I feel, what am I trying to say? It's hard to, I guess, take this movie for something when you know she's dead. Yeah. I mean, I guess I like, I mean, that's not a spoiler. Like this is a Black Widow spoiler free. We're not spoiling Black Widow. We didn't say we weren't spoiling Avengers. If you haven't seen Avengers, spoiler alert, Han Solo <laughs> dies. Um, yeah, like I, I, maybe that's what it was. Maybe I kind of just was so nonchalant and non-caring about this mm-hmm. where I'm just like, well, what is the point of this? Because like, this is what's set after um, uh, Age of Ultron. Um, uh, Civil War. Is it Civil War? Is it? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, like it just maybe that's what it is because it just it doesn't feel relevant. It's kind of like, okay, cool. This is it. And like, look, I'm honest. I, I, I'm glad she got her own solo movie. It's just, it's mm-hmm. five years too late. It's six yeah. years too late. Like Scarlett Johansson is amazing. Like, She's almost like the well, Tom Hanks of female acting, right? Like she's everyone loves her, right? No, you don't like Scarlett no. Johansson. Wow, get <laughs> oh, off I'm this show! Get to my, <laughs> I'm going to get to my next complaint, uh, but uh, two-time Academy Award you, nominee in the same year. Come on, should she have been though? Uh, <laughs> oh, you wash your Jojo, mouth out, Jojo Rabbit. Like I think well, we talked about the Jojo Rabbit review. Touché. Like she got nominated for about five minutes of screen time. Uh, I guess Florence just because... Pugh was in Little Women, so, I mean, you know, we had to set But the, there's, we'll, we'll talk about Florence Pugh in a second. I mean, <laughs> Ooh, there's a star. That's a whole episode uh, right now is on her, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, what you're saying about, you know, this movie coming too late is completely true because uh, I remember talking to somebody else about this and they were saying like, yeah, you know, the trailers look okay. I think I'm kind of interested in seeing it. And then when I mentioned this, it, the problem I have is that it takes place after Civil War you know what happens, so where's the stakes? And they said the exact same thing. Well, it actually makes me less interested to see it now, you know? That is a problem with this movie. Had you made this pre-Infinity War, had you made this pre-Endgame, I mean, yeah, it's it's a little bit, Marvel's getting really complicated with their timeline sort of being all over the place uh, and their, well, multiverse being all over the place too. It's gonna, gonna get really confusing. But uh, if this had been done post-Civil War, instantly takes it up at least an extra two points. Uh, but it is a little too little too late. Uh, and But the other part being, I'm going to talk about Scarlett Johansson is uh, the weak part here. She was not great when they introduced her in Iron Man 2, but that was bad material. She definitely got much better. Like Winter Soldier, Civil War, um, I, I would say Infinity War, Endgame. Like she had some real star moments in there. I don't even think in the Avengers movies uh, up until Infinity War that anybody really got her done right. But to me good part of this movie how strong the cast is is the biggest weakness with scarlett johansson being the lead of this film because let's put aside the fact that florence Pugh is like ridiculously attractive Hmm. Um, she is so charismatic in this movie like this is the type of performance when we talked about dr strange and, and you know similar with um black panther the whole thing of well who can lead this without iron man if you don't have a robert downey jr who is that one actor where you just so love their performance and their portrayal where they can lead this franchise? 
And I was saying Benedict Cumberbatch, which is that guy. A lot of people said Chadwick Boseman was, but to me, Benedict Cumberbatch is the next one. Florence Pugh could be the next leader of the Avengers. Like she is so good in this movie, her performance, her character, everything you add on to that. David Harbour is right up there. Like, Oh my goodness. This man's what's that? I knew you were going to like him, like after Mr. Bean in uh, Quantum. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I mean, also from Stranger Things, I mean, he's just developed such a huge career playing these kind of, you know, really brutish, quirky, kind of funny, but sinister characters at the same time. Rachel Weisz, amazing in this movie. Um, Even some of the small supporting performances like um, Ray Winstone, I thought was great. The problem with this is that Scarlett Johansson is the weakest part of this movie. And part of that is that we've, we know her character development. They can't develop her character that much considering we know where she's going to be in the next movie. So she just comes across as so bland and uninteresting in this movie. Like I don't care if I'm watching her. I would rather watch the black widow family and just have done this post end game without her. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Like, I mean, I just like Scarlett Johansson in general. So kind of what I, I, I can't disagree with what you're saying. I I think too, it comes from the fact that, I mean, she's never been the most major character. She's kind of always been the side character who shows up every now and then. Like there never really seems to be the stakes with her. Like it's kind of, she's with Hawkeye. Like, I mean, (laughs) Hawkeye doesn't, (laughs) Hawkeye gets a TV series. Like, I mean, he doesn't even get a movie. Like, I mean, that says enough about it, right? You know, uh, poor Jeremy Renner will get something eventually. Um, Stop trying to make Jeremy Renner a thing. Um, (laughs) But yeah, like, I guess it's kind of a good point because like, you know, ultimately it's like, why do we care about sort of this character who's just kind of almost, who always is just there? Like it's kind of, Uh it's just, it just feels too late. And you're right. Like when you've got so many people around her, which is so much better. And I mean, like that's not Scarlett Johansson's fault. Like she's got the material. She knows his character. She's played his character for a while, but she hasn't really had much to do with this character. It's like, it's, I feel like if um, the Hulk, Mark Ruffalo ever gets his own soul, which I'd love to see him get his own movie again. Like I know that was kind of Thor Ragnarok, but you know, not to take away from Edward Norton, but like, you know, we want another Hulk movie. But um yeah, but like Mark Ruffalo kind of is in almost that Black Widow category now of just like there's a side person. Like, do they ever deserve like if you're gonna have a side movie of a side person, kind of have a gang. Get the gang together. Make yeah. it like Hawkeye, Black Widow, the Hulk, like, you know, get a group of them oh, together man. just as a Imagine, side marbles. Like- yeah, yeah, like do some type of side Avengers story with all the mortal characters without super. Imagine having the Falcon, Black Widow, and um, Hawkeye, and then let's throw Winter Soldier in there. Let's just combine those two franchises and yeah. make a movie out of that. I think that is better. And I, I, ha- I haven't. I'm unlike you. I actually haven't watched any of the Marvel TV series. They're all on my list. I've got them ready to go. I haven't seen any of WandaVision. I, I have not Winter seen more than. Three episodes of um, what is it? The Vision, WandaVision. WandaVision, yeah. That was enough for me. Yeah, I, I did get one episode into Loki though, and it's interesting. But again, it's just it's so out there. I'm like, can I invest five hours into this? I just want to see Owen Wilson in freaking Loki. Like that's all I'm intrigued <laughs> about. Like, how do you get Owen Wilson into the freaking MCU? Wow. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean. I just, like, when we were doing this episode, and I don't know if it just comes from the fact that it's been a while since I've seen it. Actually, it hasn't really even been a while since I think I saw it last weekend. Uh, a week and a half ago. Feels like I saw this a yeah. month ago. Like, I mean, that's just the thing with this movie, though. Like, it's it's literally just, it's there. Like, it's, it's I didn't walk out of this going, grrr. Um, but I didn't go, wow. Like, 
And, I, and maybe that also is the issue too, that it has been two years and this is the movie you bring back to the MCU. Yeah. I know obviously since they've ended sort of phase three and they're kind of moving to phase four, they're looking at a lot of different things. And I didn't realise that we've still got three more to come this year. I thought we only had two, uh, which is kind of crazy. And and of those, like given that I'm not the biggest guy who's read comic books and I kind of only know the main ones. Obviously, Spider-Man Far From Home I'm very excited for. I don't know if we're still going to get around to doing our Spider-Man month, but, I mean, with the rumours around that, we know, obviously, you know, a couple of Sony ones are coming back in from the Sam Raimi days and the rumours around it. I mean, if Tobey Maguire's in that fucking movie, I will fucking jizz everywhere, <laughs> trust me. Um, but, I mean, I know I know nothing um, about... Uh, what is it? Shang. What's it, what's the next one called? Um, Shang Chi, Eternals, and sorry, No Way Home. What did I call it? I can't remember. What I just called it. Um, I know nothing about Eternals and Shang Chi. I like you talked about the trailers for this. I think I saw a trailer for this two years ago when it was first released. And I didn't see another one. I have. I mean, I'm assuming there are trailers for Shang Chi Eternals, and I don't even know if there's a Spider Man yeah. trailer out. I've not seen any of the trailers for any of these movies, and I'm kind of thinking like. I'll see them and I maybe I'm not just going to bother seeing a trailer and kind of going completely oblivious. So I don't know where I'm going with my point. Maybe it's just me rambling, but yeah, this yeah. movie exists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, th- I, w- I do want to say there's a couple of really great action sequences of this movie. Mm. Uh, the, o- the opening sequence, I wouldn't even call it action, but I'm just going to say if we're talking about James Bond connections, this has like a James Bond style pre-title scene, yeah. uh, which I like. Uh, which not a lot of the Marvel movies necessarily have. Uh, and I was more interested in it just for the story purpose and trying to think they don't let you know exactly what's going on. You kind of have to play catch up with the characters to figure out what's going on all the way till the end. It gave me, uh, I guess, the backstory without spoiling too much. Very similar to the TV show, The Americans, which I like too. Uh, but bringing a, this whole family dynamic together, that's one of the other things that started so strong in that opening sequence where you see this family and the backstory of it. Uh, which not full-fledged family, adopted family, whatever you want to call it. Uh, And then it's not until you get like halfway into the movie where they bring them all together again. But I feel like all the best scenes of this movie is when you get all four of those characters together. And they spend so much time splitting them up that you almost are disappointed, even if you have a scene just with Rachel Weisz on her own, even if you have a scene with just David Harbour on his own and Florence Pugh on her own. You're disappointed because you want them to play off of each other. And I feel like if there's anything in this movie that is a missed opportunity, it's that you didn't build it more around these four characters as a team, like you said. Because this is not really, it doesn't need to be a Black Widow solo movie. And I don't know why they felt the need that they had to make this more all Scarlett Johansson's movie. Captain America had one solo film. I mean, let's be honest, Winter Soldier was, you know, a small time Avengers movie. Civil War was the Avengers part three. It was just Captain America as you know, the most screen time in an Avengers movie. So if you had made this more of the Black Widow family and given them that time to play off each other, again, I think this takes this movie up one or two points. Yeah, I agree. And I'll say I almost like the Bond-esque theme. We kind of have this like haunting version of Smells Like Teen Spirit, which was kind of a, a cool yeah. little uh, version of that. But yeah, you're right. I mean, can I say Rachel Vice? How old is she? She looks incredible. Oh like goodness. Daniel Craig. Like, what a couple. Why do we not talk this couple? These aren't the most attractive couple in the world. Rachel Vice yeah. and Daniel Craig. Like Easily. She's fifty one. Holy crap ball, she looks amazing. Um I mean, if you wanna 
seek out an OnlyFans. I mean, <laughs> I mean, breaking news. Have we just not even mentioned to ourselves in our great little close friendship that we have, Colin, that Benefer are back together? That did we make Benefer happen since we did Gili last year? Did you know this? I I think we can claim credit for it now. They are officially back together. Like 17 years later, Ben Affleck and oh, Jennifer Lopez are back together. So you're telling me if we cover Bounce on Bad Movie Month, he's going to be with Gwyneth Paltrow again by this time next year. Maybe. Who knows? Like, wow. Or maybe we've just broken up Rachel Weisz and Daniel Craig because we've talked them <laughs> up so much. But, I mean, seriously, hottest couple award? Ben Affleck, Jennifer Lopez yeah. versus Rachel Weisz and Daniel Craig. I mean, if that was an orgy, whew, Jesus <laughs> Christ, you'd need some SPF 50 plus for that. That is sexy hot. Um, but, I mean, you are right. Like, it, it, it's all, that's the best stuff. They have great chemistry the way they work off each other. I mean, look, I've seen David Harbour in Quantum of Solace. That's it. I've never seen Stranger oh, Things. So you've got to see him more. Never watch it. And, like, I didn't, again, not knowing much about this movie, I'm watching the opening credits and I see Olga Kralenko. I'm like, she's in everything <laughs> yeah. that we're covering recently. Um, and then I'm, the whole time I'm watching this movie, I'm like, is, when's she in it? Like, where is she? Where's Olga? Hashtag where's Olga? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she, she's got a pretty cool role. i got to say. Yeah. Maybe the best thing I've seen Olga Kralenko do. <laughs> like, it's it's weird that we're like 13 years removed from her being a Bond girl, which should be the launching pad for your career. And she, she sort of disappeared for a long time. And the last couple of years is just sort of popping up and making yeah. a name for herself in action movies, which is great. Yeah. I mean, I thought she was quite good in Johnny English 3. Uh, <laughs> you know, she was okay in the November Man, better than Quantum. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, like... They talk about the Bond connection, all the Moonraker. I mean, this is just Quantum of Solace Redux. <laughs> yeah. Uh, still a better movie than Quantum of Solace. Um, but, yeah, like, I like the um, the the sidekicky guy that brings in the helicopters and that. He was kind of yeah. funny. But um, the thing I like, you talk about the action. I really love the location. Like, it was, I guess it was meant to be set mainly in Russia, but kind of just this forest setting. Like, I think we're, are we in Norway at one point as well? Um, mm. And then just, it, just, it looks Budapest. amazing. Yeah, I, I don't know if they like they legitimately filmed this in Norway and legitimately filmed this in Russia. I doubt they filmed it in Russia, but it's just it's beautiful. Like it makes me want to see these locations. It's kind of it's almost like sort of what it's like in Canada in some of your wilderness, but just a bit different. Um, and yeah, it looked it looked stunning. Uh, kind of all the <laughs> the locations and stuff like that too. So yeah, I mean, again, it just fits into the Romanianness of this movie. Do I need to pick another country? I feel like I've ripped on Romania on double Oz. What's another kind of country that's there? Like it's, I don't know. You just, you know, (laughs) well, I mean, but that's star Wars though. Like, you know, you you like Tunisia. I mean, I don't know. Um, Hungary. No, I'll come up with a country soon. Well, we'll we'll get one. Uh, I'm just going to encourage you. you, you, Morocco. Yeah. (laughs) There it is. <laughs> Moroccan sock. Um, yeah. I'm going to encourage you if you don't want to commit to Stranger Things, uh, which I mean, you should. You can skip season two altogether. Oh, but I have but, to put uh, up with What's a Face from fucking Godzilla. No, don't want to deal yeah, with that. Yeah, there's, there is some some great stuff. I mean, she's even good in uh, Stranger Things. But uh, watch the Denzel Washington movie, The Equalizer. Uh, there you'll kind of get David Harbour. You're kind of halfway in between, you know, David Harbour in this movie and a more serious David Harbour. Uh, but he, he can do this. I'm, I'm not kidding. Like this guy's just sort of exploded and it couldn't make me happier because uh, when we did Quantum of Solace, I don't think he'd become a big deal yet. And uh, I was saying like, this guy's one of my favorite things in the movie. Who was he in Suicide Squad? I'm saying he, he was in Suicide Squad. I don't remember. Is he one of the guards Squad. in the prison? I think. Maybe. 
Uh, he's in War of the Worlds. I like that movie. He was dock oh, worker. Clearly a big oh, he's in Brokeback Mountain. There we go. Oh, that's what you know him from. Yeah, uh, there it is. But I, I want to get your opinion because you've been more critical than I have. I don't even think it's necessarily the newsroom. About- the newsroom. Sorry, I knew I knew him from something else outside of Quantum Assault. Sorry to interrupt, but like I just, I just was, I was making me angry. But the newsroom. He was in the newsroom. Yes. Sorry. Mm. Uh, just, just interesting. Just <laughs> love your here. Uh, mm. uh, hmm. Well, I was just reading something that, that caught me off guard here. Uh, that uh, apparently David Harbor, uh, his his performance in this movie, he decided to base it on Ricky Gervais from The Office. I can one hundred percent see that. I don't think you ever saw the British version of The Office. I haven't watched any, but I mean, yet. Uh, yeah. Oh, is it, I can actually really see a superhero version of um, uh, Ricky Gervais from The Office, but. Uh, yeah, you've been more critical than I have about the the overuse of comedy in the Marvel movies. I don't even think it's necessarily about Marvel. It's just about how every movie has to be, oh, it's so witty, it's so funny now, you got to throw those jokes in there. Uh, I thought this one, it had it more in reserve than your typical Marvel movie. And I think that there's a lot of movies that had zero humor, like Captain Marvel, it tried, but the jokes weren't funny. Black Panther had zero humor at all, and it was kind of just distracting because you're used to it at that point. Uh, a lot of them have been too funny. I, I found Thor Ragnarok as much as I love that movie to be too funny. It almost was making a joke out of the Thor character and franchise. The Spider-Mans, I think, rely a little too heavily on comedy at the time. This one, like David Harbour is the comic relief in this movie, but they never lose him being a legitimate threat of a character. And and I, I don't think, yeah, maybe Florence Pugh has a couple of jokes here and there, but this is a more serious movie, but it was a proper balance. It wasn't like what so many of these other Marvel movies are, which is just nonstop jokes. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think that, you know, there is that fine line. Like, it's, it's me being critical is not that I don't like it. It's just, it's like how I constantly compare it to the fact that I feel it took it from James Bond movies because that's kind of what James with mm-hmm. his quips and things like that were known for, particularly the Roger Moore era. And, y- you know, you can go too far with it. But, I, yeah, I, I would agree. This movie didn't really have too much. Like, it definitely had some funny stuff. Don't get me wrong. Like, I kind of like the sort of the, the joke about the, the superhero landing. Like I kind of like that was funny. Uh, and kind of when, <laughs> when um, you know, Florence Pugh sort of d- does it at one point and she was just, I can't remember what she says, but it's just, it's, like, it was like, it, yeah. it reminds me like of Deadpool the way it's kind of like, you know, the way he kind of mocks it, but like it was just done in like a little way, which is kind of funny. Um, and then I did like it around David Harbour's character where it was sort of, this Russian version of Captain America and basically, you know, yeah. he's kind of making fun of it. Like, I would have been big if I had to been here. Or like, that. what does he say at one point? Like, so how is Captain America? We were friends. Does he talk about me or something like that? Like, um, well, like when he was talking about battling him in 1983, it's like, you know, he was frozen then, right? Are you calling me liar? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I, yeah, I would agree with you. Like, it's not too much. Like, this is, I feel this is kind of like a dark film. Like, but it's, it's not like, Dark it's on not the depressing. That, yeah, but it's like, you. I mean, you don't walk out of this movie with a smile on your face either. Like, I mean, I, I don't want to spoil when she's in it, but, I mean, seeing Julia Louise dreyfus in it, I'm like, it took me like, <laughs> I'm literally watching this guy, is that, what's her face from Seinfeld? And, like, even she, like, her scene was kind of half serious, half silly. Like, I don't know if you meant to take Julia Louise, Louise dreyfus as, mm-hmm. as serious, but I was later told and spoiled that she's appeared in one of these um, TV shows on yeah. 
uh, seems Which, to Because I'm behind, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, me neither. So, like, there you go. But um, And, like, this is coming from someone who's never watched Seinfeld. Like, I've watched two episodes of Seinfeld, never got it. But I, like, really like her for some reason. I don't know why. She just seems like a nice person and seems like a, a fun person. But tangent. The point is, yeah, I agree with you. I think that um, this the, the humor in this movie is handled appropriately. And Florence Pugh, now we get our chance to oh. talk about her. Oh. Uh, let's go back in time to Little Women. Uh, oh, and we I'm were very cautious. Restraining order says I can't go anywhere near Little Women. <laughs> but we were very cautious to say it was not a thing about two guys being sexist and, oh, a woman's directing a movie and as Little Women, we don't like this movie. We watched this movie with two women who both probably were even more critical than we were about it. So it, it wasn't, you know, just us hating on Little Women. But uh, I know at least for me in the Little Women review, I Florence Pugh was the one that I'm like, I kind of see something entertaining about her. And I think part of it was actually unintentional because they had what is a clearly, clearly grown woman, <laughs> clearly very developed grown woman at one point playing a 12 year old kid. Like, ah, I'm a little obnoxious kid. And it just seemed really silly, but I at least saw some entertainment value in her. So I was curious to see if I could take her seriously um, she completely blew me away. I almost wanted to hate her in this movie because, you know, she's the next actress that's coming in. And the way that these movies always work is, you know, I have, I have personally have trouble when they replace a character. I don't care about an actor, but I don't want a new Captain America. So that's one of the reasons I've actually held off on uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, because I know part of that is, well, which one of them will become the new Captain America? To me, you have one character. I think it works with Spider-Man the way that Into the Spider-Verse does it, because it's a complete alternate universe, and in a way, it's a parody. But the idea of, even if it's a character I don't love, like, oh, this is going to be the new Black... I kind of knew that going in. Oh, she's going to be the new Black Widow. I had no clue. I had no clue. But, like, I am 100% on board, because aside from the fact that she is... Uh, unbelievably attractive, as I said. Uh, let's just reiterate, ridiculously uh, makes you want to cry how attractive she is. She is such a good actress. I mean, the dramatic parts of this movie, she nails. The comedy parts, she nails. The physicality, she nails. Like, this is the type of star that Marvel needs. And, and again, I, you know, I'm a huge Brie Larson fan, but she didn't deliver partly because she was in a bad movie. This is the type of female superhero. This is their Gal Gadot. This is uh, where I want to use a quote from Breaking Bad, but I can't use it because you are not up to that episode yet. But it's a funny <laughs> quote, and tell me when you've seen it. It's about somebody being so attractive you want to cry. But uh, anyway, um, <laughs> look, I will be completely honest. I, I barely even remember I watched Little Women. It's one of those movies where it's like, eh, I had to watch it because we were doing this. And I, I remember nothing of it. I had to sit through the 94 version and wanted to shoot myself. And I felt pretty much the same in the newer versions. Like it, it all gels into the same thing, right? Emma Watson was in that movie, wasn't she? I think, um, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and like, I, I don't dislike any of those actresses. What's her name? Cerise Ronan, you know, she's yeah. one of these ones who I think Lady Bird was great. Um, and I don't think I've seen her in anything else good. Uh, but I like her. Uh, but like, yeah, I, I couldn't remember. Like, I, I mean, okay, that's a lot. I could remember Florence Pugh, but then at the same time, I was like, oh, which one was she again? And like, I, I admit, like, I was where I was in the cinema. I kind of was like in the back corner. So I halfway through, I'm like, who is this? She's a, so attractive. Like, <laughs> I, fuck it. So I look her up, and I'm like, oh, she's in Little Women. Her, okay. But then it's just like, wow. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, she, she could be pushing the top five. I don't know. She's, she's just uh, incredible. Zach Braff, you are a, a lucky man. Mm. Um, scrubbed up well, ha <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, look, I, I had no clue that this was the setup film to make her the new Black Widow. I, I didn't know. It even kind of clicked at the closing credits where I was like, oh, okay. 
Um, <laughs> so, yeah, but, uh, I mean, I'm on board. I mean, like, Scarlett Johansson is, is a beautiful woman. Like, I'm not talking against Scarlett Johansson. She's just not my... Not my Scarlet. Like, I like Scarlet mm-hmm. Johansson, but she's not one of those ones where everyone talks her up. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I see she's attractive, but she's not my attractive. Florence Pugh is my attractive. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, uh, I would gladly watch Little Women again. Maybe. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, what else is she in? <laughs> oh, Lady uh, Macbeth. I, I just- no, I, I can't deal with Shakespeare. I'll find something. <laughs> I, I just want to quickly ask you about the director um, because – Apparently they got an Australian to do this movie. I don't know if uh, you're familiar with any of her work because I look through it and I mean, I, I consider myself knowledgeable enough about movies that you even get these small time obscure directors like I knew who Ryan Coogler was before he did even Creed, let alone Black uh, Panther. Um, I know who the director of The Eternals was, you know, uh, before she won the Oscar this year, but I have no idea who Kate Shortland is or any of the movies she's done. Uh, can you tell me about the great filmography of Australian director Kate Shortland? Film-wise, no. Uh, Somersault, never heard of it. Um, an Australian romantic drama. Abby Cornish, okay. Sam Worthington was in it. Um, Good cast. Eric Thompson. Uh, yeah, a few well-known Australian actors there. Never heard of it. 2004, Law. Uh, a historical film. It's got... Uh, Looks like no one notable in it. I've never heard of any of those people. And Berlin Syndrome. Um, yep, couldn't tell you anything about it. But, I, I mean, TV shows-wise, um, The Secret I know Life one of Us. Here. Yeah, I was going to say, you know that one. Our Secret Life of Us was a very, very critically acclaimed show in the early 2000s. I, I never watched I was way too young to watch. When I say way too young, I was like 14. I mean, I was watching SBS at that point. I, I think, like, I maybe watched one episode and it just, I didn't really get it. It was, it was kind of like a bunch of single somethings living in Melbourne and it was just, it won all the awards in Australia back in the early 2000s. Um, bad Cop, Bad Cop, I vaguely remember that being some random cop show that didn't last very long. Um, the Silence, uh, a TV film. Yeah, never heard of it. And The Slap, she wrote an episode of The Slap. That one I know. So, and Devil's Playground, I feel that is another one. I like I've heard of them, but I mean, I will say like Secret Life of Us was, if you attached to that and you work in Australia, you would be very well known for it. But I'm seeing she won an actor award. The the actor is in our Australian Film Awards, obviously for Somersault. So, um, yeah, to answer your long-winded question, I've never heard of her. Uh, she's from uh, Tamora in New South Wales, which is a town somewhere in the middle of buttfuck nowhere in New South Wales, a population of 4,693. So, uh, boys trip to Tamora. <laughs> uh, I, we can pretty much wrap this up unless there's anything I haven't covered, but, uh, I'm, I'm oh, curious where you're going to go Pugh with- again. We get, we get, let's just do the Florence Pugh month coming soon. Uh, we, we don't care. We'll do little woman again. <laughs> Her name is Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh, 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 Pugh. <laughs> I want to play laser tag with Florence Pugh. Come on. <laughs> Zach Braff, Florence Pugh, let's go down as laser tag. Pew, 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 pew. Why isn't she in Star Wars? Come on. Uh, what are you going to do, though? Are you going to buy it, rent it, or bin it? I, here's the thing. I'm going to buy this, but it's going to be a lower buy. Uh, but if I'm sort of looking at the MCU and the amount of movies, especially recent ones that I enjoyed this over, I don't even think this would necessarily be that low down. It's not going to be like a top half, but I mean, I probably enjoyed, I definitely enjoyed this more than Captain Marvel. I definitely enjoyed it more than Ant-Man and the Wasp. I probably enjoyed it more than Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, you know, it'd be debatable about Infinity War, definitely not as much as Endgame. 
Uh, I probably enjoy this more than Black Panther. Uh, it's it's an okay Marvel movie. I'm just looking here, some because I realize we've done a lot more um, Marvel movies than I thought we had. Uh, Little Women, you rented Little Women. Wow, uh, <laughs> I bought, <laughs> I it. I mean, uh, Ant Man and the Wasp. I, again, I've only seen it once, but I bought it. You you rented it. Um, it's a solid rent. Uh, it's I mean, it's fine. It's it, there's nothing wrong with this movie. There's nothing brilliant about this movie. That's the best way I can summarize it. Like put it on the DVD cover. Ben Waterworth, nothing great about this movie. Nothing bad about this movie. <laughs> Solid movie. The the Morocco of Marvel movies. Um, I mean, yeah, like I could list off the top of my head a bunch of Marvel movies. I'd watch this. I'd watch. I'd watch this over Black Panther. I'd watch this over Captain Marvel. Thor one uh, and two. I like Thor 1, Thor 2 I can barely remember, but it's got Natalie Portman in it, so I'm going to rank that up Iron higher, Man 2 higher. and 3. This is yeah. actually moving up higher. Age of Ultron, yeah, this might actually be closer to my top half. The, ma- the majority, though, of Marvel movies I've only seen once and I can barely remember. Like, I mean, Age of Ultron mm. I remember sort of going like, yeah, that was fine. I, I don't definitely dislike it as much as you do. Um, but, yeah, like, long-winded answer. It's, it's, a, it's a rent. Like, this will be a movie that I will probably never watch again until I eventually do a rewatch of the MCU. Like, I, I do not mm. see this as a movie of it's a Saturday night. What am I going to watch? Oh, I'm going to put on Black Widow. No. Yeah. I might. Florence Pugh again and David Well, Arbor. can we you do those film edit things that you do and just, like, edit just Florence Pugh? <laughs> like, yeah. pew, 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 pew. <laughs> Uh, so I don't know what we got coming up next. Everything's still sort of up in the air. Uh, I will say Jamie and I will hopefully be seeing jungle cruise by next week. So, uh, we might be bringing a review of that. Uh, suicide squad comes out the week after that. So we're definitely doing suicide squad and free and we guy got potentially and free guys. Another one. Yeah. Free guy. Yeah. Uh, we got t- two potential movie months coming up. It's all going to depend on timing because the Olympics, they pick up a lot of our time, but we're talking about maybe the mighty ducks and maybe uh Van Damme month. Yeah, look, I mean, as you said, still up in the air. Obviously, if you miss our voices, you can listen to 24 and, well, Colin's not on Breaking Bad, but he could be one day. Who knows? Um, And Lost, hopefully returning soon. But, yeah, I think the focus will be Mighty Ducks. It's been the one that we should have done months ago, but I'm never going to let an opportunity go to do the Mighty Ducks. So I I feel we'll do each of the three in separate episodes and then we'll do just like a general recap maybe of the the episodes because, I mean, I still haven't watched them, so you know, life, life finds a way life gets in the way. So I'm still sort of catching up and coming back to normality. So, um, blame Ben. It's, it's all my fault while we've kind of hit a, hit a brick wall. Um, actually don't blame me. You can blame someone else. That's half the story. Um, but y- yeah, Van Damme month, I maybe will join you for one of them. Cause it's one of the movies mm-hmm. that you and uh, special guest host, Matt Dyson, uh, will be covering that. I'm, I'm keen to jump on, but I hope that we can still fit in some of our plan ones. Obviously bad movie month yeah. is one that I feel we will generally do. Uh, I, I'm very keen to do the Matrix month still, mm-hmm. um, just because I. It's been a while since I've watched those movies, and I believe the first Matrix did make my top 50 movies from memory. Uh, and it's been a long time since I've seen the Animatrix, so um, that. I mean, Spider-Man I'd still be keen for, but I, I, I feel like if I had to choose between Spider-Man and the Matrix, it would be Matrix. So um, yeah, so stay tuned. There will be stuff to come still. Thank you for joining us. My name is Colin, and I was just about to talk about fallopian tubes. And my name is Ben and pew, 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 pew. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. 
You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening and we'll speak to you next time. like exclusive stuff? Yes, sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made.